Good morning, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the third episode of the Hot Hands Podcast. Thank you for joining us on a lovely Thursday afternoon. I got my co-host here, Ethan. How's it going, Ethan? Good. How about you? I'm doing good, man. You know, like, we're still loving basketball. Um, I kind of jinxed it the last time that I didn't know how long we were going to have basketball for, so I'm happy that basketball is back. But, yeah, me too. you know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So first thing on the docket here that I want to talk about that we're just going to jump right into here because we got a lot of stuff for this upcoming hour is I wanted to talk about the man that kind of took over this playoffs. Everybody had their eyes on him and obviously we've been talking about him a little bit on the show. That is Luka Doncic and obviously he's out of the playoffs kind of sucked you know. We had he had a tough run. Porzingis got hurt. wasn't ever gonna play in the rest of that series. They had to go against the Clippers. That was tough, but they took two games. And where I kind of want to aim in this conversation is, do you think Luca kind of earned that respect that I think he definitely deserved? Oh, dude! Like I think Luca played like one of the best players in the league as of today, right? He's like top five. He's he's definitely in the conversation, right? Because what he did during what game four or something with that step back three dagger and him carrying his team, carrying all that weight without Porzingis in the lineup just shows up like how much of a leader he is. And like, that's what you want. Like, that's what you see in superstars, right? So like, I definitely see him as a superstar. He definitely gained the respect of all the players, especially like uh, the coach, Doc Rivers, Kawhi Leonard even said it in like a post game interview at one point. Like he's, he's serious, man. Like, and like I can't wait to see him honestly. Like once this postseason's over, where he go- where he takes his game to, where where he evolves, and once Porzingis comes back, I think Dallas can be like a like really good contenders for like twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. He's a he's a very very skilled player, very calm and collected player. But I wanted to kind of focus in on uh, the whole Morris situation that he oh, had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, I- like. The first time when he stepped up, when Morris stepped on that ankle, it was, yeah, it was a little like, oh, maybe he could possibly have done that on accident. He wasn't targeting. He looked okay. But, man, dude, when they got into it the second time, and he, and more, like, you could almost feel like Luca has like, earned I, a lot of respect yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I think you could tell from that point that, like, like Morris was targeting him, right? He's trying to get in his head. Like, like, it's like a Patrick Beverly move, right? Patrick Beverly trying to get in LeBron's head, trying to get into, I don't know, like Russell Westbrook's head, right? People, people like that, like all stars like that. If if a player on the opposite team is trying to do that <laughs> to to the to Luca, then you know you know Luca's a threat, right? Yeah. And what I kind of like to use in that sort of situation as a metaphor is like he is living rent free. I think in Morris's head, if anything, I don't think Morris is trying to get into Lucas' head, like to disagree with you there. I don't think he's trying to get mm-hmm. into Lucas' head. I think he's mm-hmm. just Luca is already living in Morris's head that he just he, better than him. Yeah, Morris is getting frustrated. Like you, like that yeah, hack yeah. he took on Luca. Oh my gosh, he got by him, and then he's just. Not 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 like a normal gamesmanship where maybe you grab him, you wrap him up, you don't want him. No, he took a swing in his head. Like, Bobon uh. playing the bodyguard. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, making sure Luka didn't get back into that scrum. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, uh, I, I, th- I think Morris just wants to, like, kill the hype of Luka, you know? Like, uh, like when I go play, play right? Like, pick a ball. If somebody mm-hmm. is, like, obviously outplaying you, you get a little frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to do everything you can to stop them. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's like you're just like in the back of your head, you're like a little like pissed off, right? So I want to get back at this guy. I want to prove that I can be as good of a player as he is. Right. So that's where he, I think where all that frustration came out. And it came out on that foul, you just swatted him in the head. And then Luca, you know, he he kind of looked back like saying, dang, that maybe that ankle ankle trip. In the, in the previous game was on it was intentional right yeah yeah i mean it's it's a dirty play it was without a doubt a really dirty play yeah, and, yeah. you know but i i can understand where morris is coming from though what, uh, like you tell me that you get uh crossed up and uh you get oh no 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 is that what you're trying to tell me right me. now <laughs> never happened to me <laughs> oh yeah uh so we just let our listeners know about what did happen not too long ago between you and i uh maybe we'll save that for another time 
Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to relive. News, he doesn't want to relive <laughs> it. Um, for those of you that don't know and are listening to our podcast, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, we didn't get into any sort of scrum or anything like that, any sort of pushing match. Uh, I just got the better of Ethan, and you know, I, I got to oh, I got a. Hey, but we won that game. I think. <laughs> I think I'm like ninety nine percent game. Who cares who won? It's all about that play. Bro, winning's everything. <laughs> I'm that competitive. Yeah, and and that's kind of and tying it back. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. You know, it's just competitiveness. And honestly, when I I had a chase down block on Ethan, eh, you know, we'll bring it up anyways. Uh, I had a chase down block on Ethan. He didn't see me coming. Blocked against the backboard. Went the other way. He's he's in he's in the back in my dust. And uh, I get the ball at the other end. Hit the three. And I look back. And All I'm right, like, yeah, that's buddy. right. All right, that's buddy. right, buddy. Yeah, you, I, but, I come around. I come around the other side, though. You know, uh, trying to like make a play for myself, for my teammates. Yeah. Yep, it's pick up ball though, so no one cares who wins. All about that play, and I will never forget that play. You know. Um. <laughs> so, but yeah, going back into this, you know, it's a frustration foul, and I really believe that that is a message from the entire NBA, though, that Luca is earning that respect. He, he everyone knows how good he is there's no there's no question anymore he's smooth he's he's got the moves everything he's got the whole package and you know because uh one of the teams in the playoffs right now that we'll get to later is down 0-2 right now there is some uh dark horse action coming on here that dallas might be a landing spot for one of these players uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, you do. Uh, we'll get back. We'll get back to that later. If you guys keep listening, we'll move on when we start going over the uh, second round predictions. But yeah, Luca's a great, great kid, great dude. He doesn't deserve any sort of backlash. But you know, when you get when you get an angry player like that, that's just how it is. You know, he got he got trash talked the whole entire game. But that's just how it is. You know, that's sports. Uh, with all the other stuff that's going on in the world, I don't want anyone looking too far into this. That's just sports. I mean, I've done it. You've done it. Everyone, mm-hmm. all of our listeners that have played sports probably done it once or twice at least that they've just trash talk other players. That's just how sports is. Sports is an emotional is an emotional roller coaster, you know. So don't don't think too much into it that, oh, he's getting hacked because he's whatever. No, dude, we're just playing sports. That's just how it is. Someone gets frustrated. Uh, next thing we're going to move on here is um, towards the end of the first round, I want to talk about two Game 7s here. Wow, we had a really sure. good ending to both of them, to be completely honest. One of them uh, I felt really close to, being a Warrior fan, that we felt the 3-1 lead slip away one time. Yeah, you know, I mean, what, like I, I had Denver winning that series, but man, up 3-1 over Denver, Utah had it in the had it in the bag what do you like what do you think my about prediction came true <laughs> i said nuggets in seven from the very beginning uh it looked kind of grim like the first few games when utah blew them out by 30 plus in like two games in the series but like damn i, I knew denver could come back because in the previous in the in the previous year when they uh faced portland in the game seven i know they lost to portland right but the amount of grit that they showed about, like, just climbing their back and way in the series and just fighting and fighting. But then this time, they came out on top, like, goddamn, dude. And, that, and they, that's experience. They work if hard. You think about it, that's experience. You yep, know? yep, yep. They, they, they know. Like, I think Jamal Murray said it prior um, to him winning, winning the Game 7. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I've been thinking about it in, my, in the back of my head, right? Ever since I lost Game 7 that last year, I've been trying to, like, improve my game, get better. Yeah. I don't want this to happen again. It can't happen again, right? So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm actually really happy for them. I'm really happy for Denver that they yeah. stuck with it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a couple of things. One thing I want to talk about here is uh, a few stats from one of the guys that was, I believe, kind of really hyped up coming into this series. He played really well in the first game. Or, sorry, excuse me, the second game. He had 28 points on 10 of 17 shooting. And I'm talking about Michael Porter Jr., I understand this is his first year in the playoffs, but man, he just like disappeared ever since that game. The first and second game, he had uh, 13 points in the first game, then 28 in the second, and after that, it was 
seven, nine. He had a 15, two points on 28 minutes, and then 10 points in the last game. You know, like, there's what some people don't understand, which, like, they need to kind of, like, figure out about young players is there's not a lot of players that are like Luka in a first round, first time that they're in this, they're going to ball out. You know, like, Shea Gilgis, he kind of disappeared Michael Porter Jr. first year also kind of disappeared. And, you know, I think that that really, given that this man had 33 minutes, 23 minutes, 28 minutes, and you're putting up not that big of numbers, it, it takes a toll on a team that is expecting a lot of you during during crunch time, you know? I understand that he's yep, not yep. The, the guy that they're leaning on, but he was a big point producer coming into these playoffs and the bubble. He was one of the biggest surprise, surprises. Yeah. That's um that's Jamal Murray taking over, cause the his numbers skyrocketed, right? When Porter Jr. was averaging like fifteen plus, uh, Murray Murray wasn't like doing like too hot, right? right but he like freaking 14. he flamed up when when Porter was like not producing. Man, freaking Murray went on fire, dude. <laughs> I was like kind of like. I was in shock. My mouth was like open every time when Murray hit like a step back three on Mitchell or something. Damn, dude, this guy's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, a stretch, a three game stretch when they were down. What is it, three one? I think it was. Mm-hmm. They were on. A, he he had a fifty point game, forty two and a fifty. Man, hit that that matchup between him and Donovan Mitchell were insane. Absolutely insane. Yep. It yep. was so much fun to watch. I I. I felt bad for Donovan Mitchell because he disappeared at the end of that uh, game seven, which or excuse yep. me, he he started slow. He he finished he finished gradually very well. He did okay at twenty two points, but man, he started off so slow. But that was so much fun. Him put fifty one, thirty, and forty four. Man, I feel so bad for the guy like that because you you add uh, Bogdanovich Bogdanovich to that lineup. And man, that team save him some yeah long way. That's another shooter, you know. It's man, it it, you could you yeah, and and Joe Ingles didn't produce as much, huh? No, well, I think that was more of he had he had to guard Donovan Mitchell, or excuse me, he had to guard uh, Jamal Murray a few times. He was there more more or less for some defensive purposes. But yeah, he didn't he didn't produce at all coming into this. The whole series, I, he he didn't play well at all. Most he had was first two games, eighteen points and nineteen points, and then from then on, he only had double digits once. He put up a zero, um, in in game uh game six, or excuse me, game five, mm-hmm. and it just you know it's it it's tough, it's tough. You know, like sometimes the playoffs gets the best of some, as we've seen in other series over here, but. Yeah, Bogdanovich, you add him to that lineup, it, it makes a huge difference. Um, but it came down to the wire. And, you know, I do want to talk about that last play of the uh, – <laughs> man, of that of that series. You know, you sh- if you're Denver there, that's another showing of inexperience that you don't have. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to make a bucket instead of dribbling the ball out and just taking a foul. I mean, I understand you're – you're, yeah, man. You have the lead, and you're running for uh, two extra points on a break. But man, did you pull that out to the three point line? Waste two more seconds? They they don't have any more timeouts. They had to use their last timeout to move the ball, or excuse me, to uh, make sure they get the ball inbounds. They had no timeouts, and it was yeah, yeah, and it was a turnover, right? Yeah, it was a turnover because off Donovan it, Mitchell. They got the turnover, and they they pushed the ball down. If they passed it, I think who was it in the corner? Was it Gary Harris was in the corner? They just give it to him, and he just stands there. You knock off like two more seconds because there's no one down there. Donovan Mitchell's standing on the other end of the court, gawking because he turned the ball over. But you know, you you can't take that shot and give the miss it and give the ball to Utah for that for that chance to win that game. Like Conley, it was halfway yeah. down. It was hot. It was halfway yeah. down. Yeah, that thing was God, dude. Uh, I, I I saw Donovan Mitchell's reaction, and I just gutted him. But God, dude, that 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 got me in the edge of my seat, on oh, the edge yeah. of my seat. And I was really mad at Denver for like making that turnover. And they can't do that, dude. And they had no timeout. You still had no timeouts as well. Yeah, you you you. Shoot, imagine you you knock off two more seconds. They foul you because they have to foul you. 
and you're going to line for two more free throws you can make one or you can miss them both and it's still you only they only have what yeah, three have, two seconds yeah. to get the ball all the way down the court and heave ho it even if you miss both but like you make two free throws which most of these guys i'm pretty sure on that starting lineup can do you're you're sealing the game but no you go for the shot you go for the glory to try to make it a four-point game and you end up missing the layup i think it was tory craig that missed the layup and wow dude like that 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 could have went freaking bad real quick (laughs) real quick if conley hits that three jamal murray will look back on that moment and just be like I got too ahead of myself. I could have just ran the ball out, ran the clock out for for frick's sake, and game's over. You know, you're going on to the semis finals, yeah, semi conference finals. And it's like, oh my gosh, if you turn that ball, you turn that ball over. He he make he maybe Conley maybe puts that shot a little, maybe an inch and a half to the left, and that that ball's in. Yep, they lose. They're just they're just. Yeah. yeah, they were blessed that they that, that thing then dropped in. Yeah, and hey, my prediction came true though. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not gonna complain. I'm not gonna complain. They'll, they'll get it right, but they Ooh. are going against my Clippers. Ooh. Get it Next. right? I don't know. That's a lot of inexperience that you're bringing. Like that's showing a lot of inexperience that you're bringing to a table against the Clippers. Yeah, but I have Clippers going next round, like beat, beating them. I don't know in how many games. I haven't decided yet. Maybe in five, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'll see if they do that again <laughs> against the Clippers. <laughs> if they do, I'll, I'll, I'm actually going to be happy this time. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm right there with you. I got the Clippers again going all the way. So, uh, okay, moving over to the other game seven. Oh, my gosh. Another, another close one. Man. Man. It what? was four seconds for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the 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 call the the ref on the other sideline when Scott Foster said he, when he gifted OKC the timeout but then the other uh, referee that called a foul I don't know what happened during that exchange but mm-hmm. why was there only one free throw given inside out of bounds why wasn't it two free throws and then ball back well, well side to... out of bounds side out of bounds is uh there's you don't get it's kind of how do I explain it. You don't get two free throws. That's kind of how it is. You only get one free throw in the ball because you're getting the ball anyways. I don't think they should be getting two free throws. But I didn't it see the foul. foul, right? Did you see the foul? I didn't see the foul. I didn't know where it was. It said it was a grab on Harden. I think they called it on Harden. Yeah, they called it on a Harden when he pushed off. So um, I don't know who it was going after the ball. Maybe it was Dort, but he kind of like pushed him out of bounds when he was going after the ball. And then the outside referee called it, not Scott Foster, who is like literally right there, right next to them. So, and then the Rockets were over the limit. So I thought Dort or whoever it was should be shooting two free throws, but then the ball would go back to Houston. That's what I thought would happen. So I was really confused on like why they shot the one free throw. And then why the hell is Gallinari shooting that in the first place? That's another question yeah. I have. Like Chris Paul is a better percentage free throw shooter than him, so I don't know. I don't get that. And then, yeah, the whole the whole play with Stephen Adams getting the ball off the inbound. I think that was like, just. A, I what, think that yeah, was just, what was that? It was just a poorly drawn play. You know, it, it's it happens. The play blew up. I think I think just Houston just played very good man to man face up defense, and it was just. They just couldn't get the ball into anybody. I mean, they yeah. I mean, you expect the coach to make a create a better play than that, but that 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 kind of stuff happens all the time where the play gets blown up. But I was a little bit surprised that they couldn't get the ball into Shea, they couldn't get into Gallinari, or they couldn't get into Paul. One of those three. I mean, it should be an it's like a quarterback in football. You should have options. I don't know why Stephen Evans is the last guy that 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 they could have went to to get the ball to, but I don't know how, and I don't know how it ended up in his hands, but that was it. And there was also another play where he was at the basket near the basket. Uh, I think Shea was inbound and he could have literally just lobbed it to mm-hmm. near the basket. And then he, Steven Adams would got an easy dunk right yeah. there. Yeah. So I have no idea what they were doing <laughs> the last few minutes. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit of inexperience there again, bringing up another man, another name, 
of a person that's come in as their first year with Shea, you know, I mean, that's just an experience. Maybe the lights are too bright. That that happens. I give them a pass usually in their first first year in the playoffs. That ha- like things like that always happen. But I mean, Harden played like trash the entire game. He he, yep. and, that, and that's why I'm worried about Houston. Uh, if anything at all against the Lakers, I think this will be a definite fun series when they play. But Harden disappeared. He played really bad. He said it at the end of the game, if you all heard him swear on national television, uh, he, he he knew it. But that's just, just kind of how Harden is. He and Westbrook both are shoot the shoot the shoot their shoot the gym out, and if they don't make it, they keep shooting some more. So, but Harden was a bit of a hero this game. Made a huge block on Dort. It was kind of a weird situation though. I don't know if you noticed it. But Dor was inbounds. Both of them were not inbounds. No, no, no. Dor, okay. When he was looking up to catch the ball, Dor was he was out his, of bounds. His feet yes, were he, out yes, of bounds. Yeah, yeah. His feet was out of bounds. And Harden. Yep. But when he when Dort went after the ball and he grabbed it, he was inbounds. No, 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 no. But that but he didn't establish position yet. The ball was in the air. He ju- They both jumped for it, so they're not established yet in bounds. Do you see what I'm saying? Like you they, have, they, they to have to have two feet, right? They yes, have you to have, have to establish feet both feet inbounds before you can touch the ball and not be out of bounds. So I didn't so... understand. I didn't completely understand that. I was trying to look at that, try to figure out, but it might have honestly been Dort who grabbed it first, and because he grabbed it first, it would have been Houston ball out of bounds on OKC. So the ball doesn't lie. Ball went. Ball went the correct way. I think after looking at that over and over again, I was trying to look for some way to see like, wow, Harden was actually out of bounds. The first to touch it, but he wasn't, it, and it was a it was a weird play because honestly the rest missed that call. They missed that call. One of them, actually, both of them were out of bounds. Somebody should have been called for an out of bounds because they grabbed it when they were both in the air. I think the better, I think the better thing to do was have a jump ball. At that point, like it was kind of unclear, but I don't know if Dort already landed when he when he had the ball in the air. I don't know if he landed yet, but then he and, and then he just like. He just threw it at Harden, oh, no. That's such which such a, I I have no a... idea what In... was going through. Yeah, like Dort, if he had it right, I like hold it, unless he already he was one hundred percent sure that he was out of bounds. But I, but if I was him in that situation, I wouldn't think I I was out of bounds. I would think I'm, I was inbounds because looking at his feet, I thought he was inbounds. Yeah, I don't know. I like he was. There's like, I what I don't understand about it though is that. Dort went for that, that throw off of Harden when he was not falling out of bounds. Period. I don't know what he was looking for. I don't know what he was trying to do. He was yeah, that, set yeah, that, that's, everything. That's my argument. He that's was inexperienced. That's again. That's inexperienced. You know, he just doesn't know. He he made a he had a lapse in judgment. But man, dude, that was a really bonehead play. He honestly could have turned <laughs> around and shot the ball again. Because if you watch Harden, he's not in the picture anymore. Like I mean, he is, but like he's not. Dort grabs the ball, turns around, dribbles, and shoots because it's it's he has his dribble again. Mm. You know, it, it, I, I thought I thought Harden, if Harden had the ball, he should be the one that was trying to throw it off uh, Dort out of bounds. That's what because Harden was definitely out of bounds. I saw him; he was definitely yeah. out of bounds. But Dort was inbounds, which doesn't make any sense. So yeah. the whole scenario, I was like, "What the hell?" And then the hype. Uh, the the clip where like Harden was hyped, screaming, and Thor was like in awe. Yeah, kind of like hit me a little bit. I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm I rewatched that clip a hundred times. They were both out of bounds, jumping from out of bounds. But then Dor, he could have done a lot more with that. I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to get at because I'm pretty sure there wasn't time at all. It was pretty close to like end the game wasn't it i think it was 0.5 left maybe? 0.5 left yep yeah 0.5. i mean he could he could so much better with that i mean just throw it back up instead of trying to i don't know be a gym gym head where you're trying to fall out <laughs> of and throw it off of somebody because you're cool like that i, I don't know i don't know it was i mean really, i mean, really weird I mean out of everything though you can say okc had a chance they had multiple chances oh, to take yeah. this game the foul call the out of bounds play Chris Paul missing that oh my god he missed that little floater in the middle of the key where he makes consistently he, he, he makes it, yeah. yeah he made usually makes consistently that like that shot 
got, yeah, there's just so many chances from the win, and yeah, they just didn't ex- execute. Yeah. So, um, so since Westbrook has been back, though, I did want to talk about him. In his first game back, he had seven points, three of thirteen shooting. Then he had seventeen on eight of fifteen and twenty on nine of twenty. Man, I mean, if that doesn't, if he doesn't fit the Houston Rockets mo, I don't know where else he fits. Like that's exactly how the Houston Rockets are. Let's just shoot everything, and if it goes in, great. If it doesn't, keep shooting. You know? Yep. <laughs> I don't know what to do with him. Like he, he and Westbrook, or he and uh, Harden are perfect for each other. They're a match made in freaking heaven because. They both want to shoot a lot, so the rest of the team just says, okay, we'll play defense and really hard defense like Covington, and we won't shoot very much. You guys can shoot everything you want. But the funny thing is uh, Covington makes them more consistently than Harden does. Yeah. The three ball, that is. And then, like, yeah, when I see Westbrook, like, drive to the rim like during crunch time, like, he's attacking Steven Adams. Yeah. Goes for that left-hand layup. I, 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 I see. I, it's like, I'm not even scared. It's like, I don't think it's going in, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I just I just see another possession to them. Yeah. And, like, okay. Okay, Thunder have another chance. Like, yes, yes, yes. Right? <laughs> I, want, I want to see close crunch games. I want to see another overtime game seven. That's lit. Mm-hmm. Like, Man, dude, I don't know. Like, I'm seeing Covington right now hitting 6 of 11 from 3, 4 of 6, 6 of 11. Mm-hmm. Like, He's getting. He's not known for shooting the three-point ball because it's on Houston. He has to shoot it because Harden and Westbrook draw all the attention, and it just goes to these guys like Tucker and Covington and uh, Eric Gordon in the corner. That's just that's just how the team is, and you know that's why they probably get a lot more open shots. I don't like their play style because all they're really trying to do is. <laughs> not really basketball <laughs> yeah they're just trying to they're just trying to copy what the warriors had going but they don't have like because you're taking out the big man you're just trying to do that completely live and die by the three but if you die by the three you are dying by the three <laughs> with how much you shoot the ball and you only score like 100 points i mean it's it's a weird it's a weird world that we're gonna be that they're not making more like that is not efficient houston rockets are not an efficient team which is why they can't sustain maybe getting past the clippers who's a good defense maybe getting past lebron and the lakers who i don't think they're a good defense but if you put lebron and westbrook or lebron and i actually don't know who guards westbrook if you're putting lebron on harden but it, it it's going to be a very interesting series because Caruso, neither of these man. teams because anthony davis is going to have mark my words one of the greatest playoff series he will ever have in this like he will manhandle pj tucker i don't care how <laughs> yeah i saw that meme like bro. i don't care how strong pj tucker is and how well he's been doing against centers anthony davis will manhandle him oh yeah he will hit it bro, he will hit the, the threes he will get the lobs over him everything anthony davis will have the series series of his life both actually him and LeBron will probably have a series of their lives because Covington can't guard LeBron. P.J. Tucker can't guard A.D. So they're probably going to have the best days. And then if you look on the other side of Houston, who's going to guard Westbrook and who's going to guard Harden? I mean, you're going to put Alex Caruso? Really? I don't think so. So Bro, That's what I'm saying. It's like kind of – it's sort of evenly matched, right? Because the so guards, unevenly the guards... matched. It's evenly matched. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, the guards are so strong on the Houston Rockets, like, the guards. And then, like, the big men are so strong on the Lakers. <laughs> like, it just makes no sense. Like, PJ Tucker's going to get, like, dude, even freaking JaVale McGee is going to get the game of his life. Off of LeBron is driving in to throw in the lob in the middle. McGee's going to freaking feed off of that. I don't like, guys... I don't. I don't know what's going on. Dude. I don't know if you know the Wolverine <laughs> meme with the photo, but I bet you Wolverine right now is PJ Tucker and he's missing Clint Capella going into this series. It's oh my god! It's I, I, Bro, not even Clint, not even fucking Tucker, dude. It's like Harden, <laughs> Westbrook, everybody. Yeah, man. I mean, well, Westbrook and Harden don't have to worry about Garden AD. Oh yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> <laughs> Covington, Covington, Covington. Covington's crying. He's like, "Crap, I'm yeah. the one that's gonna have to guard a, uh, LeBron." It's like, oh man, this is this is gonna be an it's gonna be a really fun series. I think this is gonna be one of the best series of the second round. To be completely honest, I really want to see how this goes because you got top heavy versus bottom heavy, and it's just oh jeez, <laughs> it's gonna be a very interesting matchup. I think this one's gonna be one of the more fun. 
because unlike Portland, which I thought had a better chance to beat the more obvious chance to beat the Lakers, they had a center that could possibly match up well in Nurkic against Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis did disappear a few of those games. So, I mean, that kind of goes to show that he can, but I I don't know who guards Anthony Davis and who guards LeBron. Because honestly, it should be P.J. Tucker guarding LeBron. It should be. Yeah. But then who do you have guard Anthony Davis? Uh, Covington? I think Covington's your best bet, man. Just... But then who guards the McGee? That's the thing. But Tucker? See, but see, I think what you end up doing here, I don't know if I don't know if the Lakers coach is gonna be or I don't know if they're gonna be smart enough as a team to go completely big here. They may just continue with some like the point guards and things like that that they got. But I think I think the best way you approach this is you double AD and LeBron whenever you can. It's like zone. Yep. It's like a, a box and one. You just double every chance you get on those guys, and you pray to God that they don't hit any outside threes. Let them shoot the three ball. That's where the Lakers are going to have to succeed. I think in this series, I think that's going to be the biggest factor. Is your is well, not your Lakers, but the Lakers. Guards in Paul and Pope, Danny Green, Caruso. Yeah, you gotta make them step up. Yep. Kuzma, you gotta have them shoot the ball. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to just live and die by those guys shooting, and I think that's just the best way that the Lake that the Houston Rockets are gonna have to approach it i mean but but i know i know the lakers mentality right now they want to attack the paint yeah oh the 100 they, their their mentality right now is 100 the paint we we don't need the three guys yeah. like that that like that's vogel's plan yeah. just attack tucker attack mm-hmm. tucker every time that's what they're gonna do yeah. so if if houston rockets can somehow freaking manage to defend the paint then the lakers are gonna have to like you know rely on green pope mm-hmm. For those three balls, Kuzma. Right. Yeah. And uh, I actually think a big, another big factor of this is going to be fast break. Westbrook is high, high intensity. Covington is high intensity. A lot of these guys are very high intensity. Get out and run. Could play like that. Harden's a little bit on the slower side. He'll hang back if he's not into it. But I think, I think that's going to be a huge turning point of this game. I understand that they're playing off of Game Seven, and the Lakers are only coming off of a five-game series. Was it? And yep. um, they had a lot of rest. They got a lot of rest. You know, I think you got to, uh, as this is probably the best scenario for the Lakers, they could rest it up. But I think if you're Houston, you got to just run it down their throats. You got to tire out Anthony Davis and LeBron. You get those two off the court and you have Harden and Westbrook, one of those two on the court. Oh man, I think, I think they're going to, it's going to be a huge plus minus when LeBron and AD are off the court. Huge plus minus, huge. Yep, yep. I think um, you could tire out LeBron, definitely. Yeah. I don't know about AD. I mean, AD is kind of lengthy. He can actually stretch the floor. He can get across the court yeah. pretty quick. So, but I think manage LeBron. I think we'll kind of we'll kind of just you know make this. Actually, I think we could actually use this as a turning point also to go in our second round predictions. Uh, okay. I, leading into this one, I'll lead off with my prediction. I think if if huge if if Houston goes seven games against the Lakers. I think Houston wins it. I think without a doubt that I don't think LeBron and AD can handle going seven games against the Houston Rockets. The Rockets are a little bit slightly deeper. It'll be a lot more interesting, a lot more fun, but I would have Houston in six. I think in this, in this series, I think they win four to two here. This is one of the, the hardest predictions I've probably had to make for this um man i think i I think at at the end lakers will take it i think their height will just overwhelm the rockets like like small size i just think the lobs the dunks are just gonna come to them naturally because they're gonna have to like double lebron all the time Mm -hmm. lebron could just throw easy lobs for days and i think they can't protect that so i'm going lakers in in five i'll go lakers wow lakers in five Okay. Yeah. okay. I, I give Houston one game if they shoot the lights out of the Lakers. I just think I, – I think Houston is going to be – their three-point ball is just going to be too much if – I understand you have to get hot, but when you shoot it at the high clip that they do, they're going to be shooting a lot of threes. And if you have an off game by Anthony Davis or LeBron, you're in deep, deep trouble. You're in really deep trouble if one of those two Yeah, but the thing game. is, like, they have McGee as well. And then they have Dwight Howard. You can't forget Dwight Howard. I understand those are big guys down low, but that's two points. 
okay think about it this way it's true if you 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 they, they go down low they get two points every or they get in five possessions say they get they make three points or they make three uh three shots out of five trips down the court the other two they okay. miss you get this in the same amount of time i think houston has a possibility of getting up more shots and they are going to sink more threes so if you if you say if you want to put it at five point or five shots as well you make three of those You're shots the three ball scores a two yeah, yeah that's yeah. nine versus six mm-hmm. points and it's it's a different game at that point they're losing that game so again you need to be able to shoot the ball well no turnovers obviously turnovers are always huge in playoffs but i i'm i'm gonna go on the say six games i'm gonna get i'm gonna take houston okay it'll All be right. fun to watch tomorrow yeah, we'll put that one on the board <laughs> Uh, okay, next up here we got we'll stay in the west side. Oh, my Clippers versus actually our Clippers because I'm rooting for the Clippers since my Warriors are out of it. I got the Clippers versus Denver. Who do you think? Who do you got going here? Oh, I, I got Clippers, man. I think, uh, man, if George plays like he did at the end of the um, first round. I mean, George had a bad we're, we're game golden. at the end of it. Just well, just well, the second to last game whatever yeah. that was one game <laughs> one game where he dropped 30 right 30 yeah. something yeah it was it was a great game for him if he plays like that we win 35. man but murray is scary dude i know Kawhi will show up Kawhi will always show yeah. up he's consistent he's a machine he's the mm-hmm. terminator um man i don't know it's gonna be a really fun one it's gonna be Jokic versus uh zubox zubox is He's proven to be a good defender. He's like good down low in the post. Jokic has that that kind of floater game. If Zubox can defend that, we should be golden. And the three ball, I'm not I'm not too scared about Jokic for the three ball. I, I'm I'm actually okay if Zubox like kind of kind of drifts away from him and just stays in the paint. I actually area. think um, I understand that Zubox is going to start the game. He's going to play a lot more minutes, but I think this is a Harold game. I think he'll actually Harrell, come Harrell. out and play better against Jokic than Zubox will. Really? So you think Harold can guard Zubo- or um, uh, Jokic? Jokic? Oh yeah, I I think I think Harold actually will play a little bit better than Zubac because Zubac I don't think he wants to leave the the key as much as Jokic does. Jokic can shoot the three point ball and he'll yeah. be out there. But I'm agreeing with you here. I'm gonna take the Clippers as well. I'll take the Clippers. Actually, you can go ahead and go first. What do you think your prediction is on this series? I hope it's a sweep. <laughs> wow. I hope you it's a hope sweep. You hope it is or you think it is? There's a difference there. Okay, I hope. It's probably going to be in... Dude, Denver is gritty. I'm going to say six, man. Uh, Clips in six. Really? See, yeah. I'm, I'm disagreeing. Denver's uh, gritty. Denver I understand gritty. Denver's greedy, but you want... I, I look at the matchup. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You're going to... Who... So, so if we want to look at this Denver team... Who is scared? Okay, so if Michael Porter Jr. shows up, then you have Paul George on Michael Porter Jr. That's a lockup. That's an easy lockup. Now you got Kawhi, the best defender on the team, on Jamal Murray. Oh man, D. I don't. I don't care I how good Jamal Murray <laughs> or how hot he's been. He is not going to put up the same numbers he did on Donovan Mitchell's head. Who was guarding Murray most of the series for the Utah? I think it was Donovan Mitchell and then Ingles as well. Donovan. Like they were kind of switching off here and there, switches. But yeah, I, no, no one on that team. I understand they're a very good defensive team. With you got the Stifle Tower, you got a lot of good defenders on that team. But and Mike Conley's good too. But I don't think I don't think there's any way that Jamal Murray's gonna put up the same numbers against a much bigger, faster, quicker, Kawhi. bigger hand Kawhi Landers. Yep. No way. So I got I, I got Clippers in five. I, I got Clippers in five. It's that easy. I I got Clippers in five. I don't think Murray Murray shot the lights out. He got his hype. I think he's done here. Jokic, he might he might have a field day. He might do pretty well. I mean, he's usually consistent. Very good consistent player with a lot of assists, a lot of rebounds, a lot of points. He's a very good player. I don't see anyone really matching up that well, but against Jokic to stop him, but you need help everywhere else and that's not yep. you're not going to get that with paul george and Kawhi leonard on the court so i got i got the clippers in five i'm sorry denver fans denver people out there it's just how it is you knew it was coming i give i give i give you denver fans an extra game <laughs> six <laughs> yeah 
So I, there's not much really for me to talk about that one. I, I know where that. I'm pretty sure I know where that one's going. Obviously, Paul George doesn't shoot well. You still have Shamit. You still have Lou Williams. A lot of the guys that can score. Denver's Denver's second unit also isn't as deep. I understand they have Monte Morris. They have uh, Gary Harris coming off the bench now. It's it's just not quite what I what I think would match up well against Houston. Or excuse me, the Clippers. Uh, okay. We'll switch over to the East here. Obviously, a couple of the East games got out early, so there are uh, we have the Milwaukee Bucks down uh, 0-2 to Miami. That's the biggest surprise. Uh, we also have the Boston Celtics over 2-0 over the Toronto Raptors, which I actually had as my pick. So I'm not too surprised about that. Uh, which one did you want to talk about first, Ethan? Uh, let's talk about the Raptors and the Celtics. Okay. So I yeah so I had the Raptors and Celtic I had uh, the Celtics winning the series in my uh, in my draft in my early picks of the beginning of the playoffs I still have the Boston Celtics winning this even though yeah we're kind of two two games in the hole here but I like I like Boston mm-hmm. their deep uh, team. I, I yeah I thought um my 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 prediction was um Raptors but. Man, I think Boston just has that superstar punch. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. now, now, now that now that you look at the Raptors, they're really missing Kawhi, right? Because mm-hmm. they're really missing that superstar. I never thought of Siakam as like a true, true guy, true go-to guy, right? So now, I just think they're just getting outplayed by better players. Isn't it? Raptors play really great. Um, just overall basketball, right? They're, they're good at running plays and stuff, like giving sh- uh, wide-open shooters good looks. But, yeah, Celtics just, they have more superstars. They have Kemba, Jalen Brown's emerging. Jason Tatum's already, like, considered a superstar. Like, he's crazy, right? The youngest superstar, like, close to uh, Luka, right? Yeah. So it's just it's just getting outplayed by better players at this point. I don't I don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about where I think depth makes a huge top-to-bottom team, makes a huge difference in the playoffs. When you got teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, Denver, where you're so... Well, Denver maybe maybe more so less, but Milwaukee as well. You have very top-heavy teams. Like When I, when I say by top-heavy, you have Giannis, you have Chris Middleton, then you have a big kind of drop-off until the next best player. Same thing with the Lakers. You have LeBron, you have AD. That's a big drop off, you know. Yep. And it's and that's what I'm trying to say with Toronto. You have Kyle Lowry. You have Pascal Siakam, and that's a pretty big drop. Oh, Van Vliet as well. I'm sorry, not to leave Van Vliet, but you he's been playing really well. But you have a big drop yep. off then. After that, it's like who do you go to? But when you get a when you get a team like Boston, who defensively plays so well, oh my gosh, they're such a good defensive team. They communicate well. They switch well. They can switch almost everything except for maybe Tice on a point guard. But you could switch almost any any freaking position in that team, and you'll have good defense. So then when yep. you lock that down, that just goes to show that, oh, my gosh, this team is – they're good. They're, they're tough to play against. And then when you got scorers like Jalen Brown, you got scores like Kemba Walker, you got scores like Jason Tatum. Oh, dude, I, I, I don't know how Toronto keeps up with this. If I had to predict, I understand if I wanted to predict this at the beginning, I probably would I would be honest and I'd probably say Boston in seven. Actually, I think I would have seen this go to maybe seven games, maybe six games is pushing it because you know, I would I, I would expect more from the defending champions and how well and they swept Philadelphia, even though Philadelphia was missing a lot of players like Ben Simmons, they just weren't meshing well. That kind of went yep. out the window. But trust the process, by the way. <laughs> um but Boston, yeah, man. Like, if I want to look at it now, man, I wouldn't be surprised if they won this four one or four four two. I I can't I can't see it being four zero. Can't see four zero because you have like obviously yeah, man. You know Gordon Hayward. Oh my gosh, I can't even like. Yeah, the loss of Gordon Hayward didn't even affect them really, huh? Yeah, like that's just missing. That's missing him right now. It's dude. It's they're such a deep team. That team is so incredibly deep. I don't I don't know how to look against that team. And I, I almost had I almost really wanted to put them as my number one team to come out of the East. And I think honestly they're my team right now to come out of the East. I don't I don't know any other any other team. I don't see Milwaukee's playing well. 
Miami's a very good team. We'll get to them in a second. But yeah, I got I got Boston in uh I got Boston in five. I think I'm gonna agree with you there, to be honest. After seeing what Milwaukee has done against the Heat, uh, yeah, they're just not playing with the same intensity they did like during the whole regular season. I agree with you, hundred yeah. percent. All right, uh, and then we'll move to our last game here. Uh, Miami, a big surprise here versus Milwaukee Bucks. To some, actually, uh, the Miami Heat is not a team that too many people were surprised about. Again, like myself, I I wasn't too surprised that they were gonna beat out Indiana, uh, but beating Milwaukee 2-0 right now is a bit of a surprise to me. But man, it's again. This is why I I'm telling you, I understand teams love superstars, but. That bit, like the way you build your team with cohesion and depth, it means so much more in the playoffs. Because Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, the rookie, uh, Andre Iguodala, Jamison Crowder, like, dude, these guys are, some of them aren't even honestly the best players. You can look at these guys, Bam Adebayo, I mean, he's he came out of nowhere to play well. Uh, Tyler Hero, you don't expect him to be doing that well, but he's doing great right now. Kelly Olynyk picks up his time. Andre Godala does really well with his time. Jameson Crowder does really well. I mean, these it is so deep. That team is so <laughs> deep. And defensively, they get down and freaking dirty. They love the way this game is played. And that's why they're shutting down Giannis right now. That's why they're shutting down Middleton right now. It is so much fun. I love watching their games. They are definitely my number one team to watch right now. If you're gonna pick a dark horse, they're so much fun to watch. I I think I I think it's gonna be Miami Celtics, man, for the Eastern Conference Finals. Like it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> like I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, two very deep teams, two very yeah. similar teams. Honestly, if you want to look at it, they're not their bigs aren't the biggest bigs in Adebayo and Tice. Tatum yep. and Butler match up very well. Oh my gosh, I couldn't. I, I think that'd be must-watch basketball when you have those two match up. You have Kemba Walker versus, let's say, Tyler Hero. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 and honestly, I don't know if you've been watching much of the Miami Heat games. I'm sure you have, but it might be Drogic actually. Drogic. Well, does he start? I, I think. Oh, well, maybe you're right. Maybe they do. Maybe he does. Maybe uh. Maybe Hero yeah, does come off the bench, Kemba, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's, Hero's been playing very good defense for how small he is. He's playing very good defense, smart mm. defense with the team defense. And I'm sure a lot of that comes from Jimmy Butler telling him how, how to like, you know, when to step in, when to step out. Man, I really, I really hope I'm wrong with saying that the Bucks would win when I first predicted this, because man, I really want to see, I want to see the Heat play the, uh, the Celtics really bad. I really want to see that. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Best series ever, I think, in the entire yeah. thing. It's <laughs> Well, maybe not Clippers, Lakers. I don't know about that. I, I, I would that. not. I no. Maybe on the same caliber? No. I don't know. No. Not better, though. No. no, I'm not even. No, the matchup, no. This top-to-bottom matchup is so much better. I understand the superstars aren't the superstars in the Lakers and the Clippers, but man. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I would love. I would watch every game. Like I'm watching every game, period. But I would watch every game of that series, every minute, every second. I would, <laughs> I would love that series. So, as a fan of basketball, I would want the Heat to win this. I would hope that they would do it in six. I think. I think is a good estimate. But I don't know what Giannis is going to do. I don't know if they're going to figure it out. They don't play well. Again, that's that drop off. Great defense. The Heat played great defense on Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, any 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 way he spins there's always help yep and then he has to dish it out to like another man like <laughs> like pat Connaughton. Like, yeah bledsoe who's not really a good shooter Connaughton, who's not yep. a really good shooter they have corver but i don't he know corver sometimes show up as much yeah 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 corver, corver doesn't, doesn't show really up show as much, much. yep mm-hmm. um yeah and then the... like hill not really yeah see so yeah. Is all reliant on Milton and Giannis, and yeah. when Giannis gets locked down, he has to dish it out. Yeah. And then you gotta 
put in somebody else's hands, man. And that's why I'm saying it's the same thing with the Lakers too. They're they're it's the same thing with the Lakers. Once you get the ball and you figure out how to guard AD or you guard LeBron, then but no one's even able to figure out how to guard LeBron because he's a freak. Um, but that's the thing about Giannis. He is put. He is guardable. It is a possibility. You know, he, he, he if you get if you double team him down low, you make sure he doesn't get into his comfort zone during a Euro step or get in front of him to draw a charge. He has to kick it out, and that's not where he's comfortable. And he's not comfortable from shooting from the outside either. Yep. Uh, but I did want to say, though, that that's this is the guy I was kind of talking about as Dallas has become kind of a dark horse to maybe sign Giannis or trade for Giannis. I don't know how that would work, but, you know, there's talk of him possibly going to Dallas. There's talk of him going to the Heat. This is It's, it's interesting now that the Milwaukee Bucks are down 0-2. Do you think that this makes him stay, or do you think this makes him go somewhere else? Do you oh, think this that- this definitely makes him go somewhere else. Yeah, because they have to trade. This him. is the sec- Yes, yeah. This is this is the second time, right? That mm-hmm. they made it pretty deep inside the playoffs, and they're gonna just gonna lose like this. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see Giannis staying, dude. Like there was a there was a, a tweet recently, right? Uh, saying that um, Giannis is a Pippin, <laughs> and he needs a Michael Jordan, or he is the Jordan that needs a Pippin. Uh, so he just Stephen Curry. I hear <laughs> Stephen. Luka Doncic, bro. <laughs> what can you imagine if Luka Doncic is, is uh leading that charge and Giannis right behind, dude? Yeah. Or Giannis is leading. Either way, bro. I just want to see those two play together. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, it'd be crazy. The NBA would be in great hands. I would <laughs> love the NBA the face, next year. <laughs> the face of the league is now Giannis. And two faces Luka. of the league oh are the same team. On the same team, it'd be another broken like warrior dynasty. Or... I don't know about that. What are you talking about, dude? KD could shoot the ball. This is what I don't like about uh... some people. You are all brainwashed if just because you think KD's injured and you forget about him. I don't like <laughs> when people start saying that the Warriors, whatever, were not that good or another great. No, 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 no. The Warriors were one of the greatest teams to ever. Yeah, they were play good the season game. prior. Yep, they were the greatest. They had one of the best seasons like prior to signing Kevin Durant. There's so many people forgetting how good Kevin Durant is. There's so many people. It's it's insane to me. Come on, dude. Like you can't tell me KD is one of not bro. One there's of the people. Best... There's people forgetting how insane Curry is. <laughs> like I think it was Chuck or something. Yeah, on, but Curry. No, no. Uh, Kenny. Kenny the Jet. Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Disrespecting like, hey, my hey. guy. <laughs> And comparing him to Damian Lillard. No, 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 no. Hey, he sh- made Damian Lillard. We're not saying Dame made him. God, but yeah, Katie, how, how quickly people yeah, forget, man. Yeah. It's funny. One injury and Katie's out for a season, everyone forgets how, honestly, it was a conversation who's better between him and LeBron. It was an easy conversation. You're just like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Katie's got handles. He's got the three. He's better shooter than LeBron, period. More efficient everything. Oh my gosh. I don't ever want to hear any bad talk about KD because I understand he might be to some people a snake or whatever. Nah, dude. Like, I have nothing but respect for that man's game. If he could get off Twitter, maybe that could be a different di- bit different talk or whatever. But I have no nothing but respect for that man's game. I watched that firsthand, in person, everything. Oh my gosh. His stroke is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. Um,. No, uh, actually, uh, I did want to bring back though, bring it back a little to some teams that have been out of, or someone that's been out of the playoffs, and I just got recent news that your boy uh, John Morant won first place of the NBA Rookie of the Rookie of the Year. He got ninety nine out of a hundred first place ballot votes. Excuse me, ballot votes. It's well deserved, man. Yeah. Well- Yep. You think he was? You think he he deserved it over Zion? Of course, he played more games than Zion. We got to see consistent consistency here. <laughs> Zion. Sorry, but Zion is hype. Okay, he he plays well. Don't get me wrong; like he's he's a freak of nature as well. But if we're talking about an all around good player that shows up for his team and doesn't like he's is not injury prone, John Moran is the better. Dude, better you add a dribble package to Zion. Oh, dude. If he starts going one-on-one against guards, 
if Zion played more games, if Zion played more games, oh, he had dude, more highlights. What are you talking the hype, about the hype would have literally overwhelmed the whole NBA, and no. they would have given Zion the Rookie of the Year if he just played a few more no, games. A few more, no, dude. He, he, what he showed, and the fact that they even had a chance at the end of the season. I mean, both of them choked in the end of the season. John Moran and Zion. They both the, both those teams choked at the end of the season, but. Dude, Zion is he's something else. I'm on the hype. I'm all over the hype, dude. Like I, I think Jaw could honestly be figured out. He could fizz out because he's not a shooter. But mm-hmm. Zion is something bit more of a freak of nature that he can he will take over a game in the offseason. You you wa- you mark my words, dude. He will be better long term than Jaw. Jaw could be the flash in the pan right now. He's a rookie of the year. Whoop de doo. But man, you know, he he Zion is some sort of freaking nature right now. <laughs> He's the number one pick for a reason, man. <sighs> yes, he is. Dude, I wish he was freaking oh, I wish he was in the playoffs. I want to watch him play. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yep, you know, I mean next year. I mean, frick. Giannis goes to the West. Oh man. Imagine, imagine Giannis going to the Warriors. Imagine Giannis going to Dallas. Imagine him going somewhere in the West, and now the West gets that's more top-heavy. I, I I don't know. They got to start figuring out a way that people can't just go to the other side. Because if, okay, who's falling out of this top uh, eight right now that if Giannis goes to the Warriors, let's say? Because I'm just saying the Warriors because he's not, uh, because the Warriors aren't in the playoffs. But he if he goes to Warriors, who's falling out? You're taking Portland out? Oh my god, that sucks for Portland. I I don't know, dude. You know, it's 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 the West is getting so freaking competitive. And now you got Brooklyn they on the other beat. side that didn't have Kyrie and KD and they made the playoffs. Freaking West could be like its own playoff series. <laughs> playoff <laughs> like I just want, I really just watch the the West go at it. Like screw the East. I just want to watch all the West teams go at it in a bracket. That'd be hilarious. It'd be such good basketball. Holy crap! I wouldn't care about the East to be honest. <laughs> East can do their own thing. Come around later. <laughs> Wait, we'll, we'll, we'll see you in the end. You guys you can guys do your own be... little round robin down there. Figure out, figure it out amongst yourselves who plays the winner of the Western Conference. Yeah, you guys can play the big boys later. <laughs> Let the big boys go to work. Yeah. Man, if Giannis goes to the West, I don't know. I don't know, man. That'll be, that'll be crazy. Um, last thing here, I want to quickly talk about. We only got a couple minutes here. Uh, the Steve Nash signing. Uh, so I posted earlier on Instagram. Go ahead and follow that Hot Hands Podcast, Hot Hands underscore Podcast on Instagram. It's it's an interesting idea they added Steve Nash because mm-hmm. I I personally don't mind it. It's not he's had experience in the Warriors organization. Mm-hmm. Training with KD all the time after every practice, he's always on the court and I think him pairing up with KD again is going to be a way that he's going to keep Kyrie Irving in check. And right. it's gonna be. I I I love this move. I think it's a great move. Maybe and, maybe Kyrie could learn something from Nash, right? Yeah, guard, yeah, guard. yeah. As a guard, play yeah. way he plays defense, way he plays offense. How to work with a guy like KD? Because I, I understand that uh, Steve Nash and KD never play on the same team together. But man, that practice time together, they know how he knows how to play KD. He understands how he works, how he thinks, how he clicks. And I think that there, I think it's now because that's how the head coach and the player are going to interact. I think Kyrie is going to have to fit in with those two and see how that works. Because I think, I think KD, I think Steve Nash knows it's KD's team, not Kyrie's. Yeah. yeah. It's like Kyrie's, Kyrie's the sidekick again, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when I, uh, when I first saw the Steve Nash signing, I thought, came out of retirement man <laughs> we're all hoping that to be honest i thought he was gonna replace Kyrie as a starting lineup i was like god dang this guy can still move like this i'm ready i'm, I'm ready to watch this guy go again <laughs> let's watch a duel of steve nash and kevin durant on the court oh wait he's Bro, I'm gonna watch i can still watch that <laughs> oh man this uh, guy man. well that's my co-host ladies and gentlemen i don't know if you heard this though but steve nash actually also tried to uh bring in Dirk Nowitzki on the on the sideline oh. as well to coach with him. 
out. Dude, that'd be cool. Man, that'd be a, like cool. Like you could have. You, oh my gosh! Imagine you you have Dirk teaching KD po, like post turnaround that that fade. Oh my gosh! I mean, KD's One already freaking tall enough, and he could do that himself. But man, you give that, you add that, and you have Dirk talking to KD about it all the time. Oh, dude, and then you got in the other half of the court, other half of the gym, you got. Kyrie and Steve Nash working out point guard things. Oh, dude, I love it. I would love it. I wish that happened. I, I really would do. Probably will, man. <laughs> what, what, is, what is Dirk doing in his free time these days? Probably just living life, huh? Yeah, enjoying living life, life, enjoying life back at home. He's like, dude, I've done 40-something-odd years of playing basketball. I think I can move on, sit back, relax. You can honestly tell, though, that Steve Nash uh, loves misplaying the game. That's why he's still been in the organization. He's still been involved. That's usually what that means. And, and you know, that's why I'm not surprised he got this gig. He's very passionate about the sport. He loves playing. He loves coaching it. I think he's a great fit. I think this will be fun. I'm very interested to see how he play or how he coaches them. How he Because usually, as you could see in the past, a lot of coach or a lot of player coaches haven't really turned out well. Like Jason Kidd hasn't turned out well. Tyron Liu, I don't count him as really turning out well because – you know, he had LeBron on his team, and LeBron's basically the coach. Uh, Byron I mean, Scott. I kind of compared. Uh, I kind of compared uh, Nash to Kid, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. though Kid didn't have, you know, a great success. Success, yeah. but. Uh, one of the few that obviously succeed is, like even Luke Walton didn't really succeed very well. Mm, you know, no. but Steve Kerr did really well. But again, I think that's another branch off of Popovich. His mentality his coaching it all kind of stemmed down from that so i don't really count him i think he could i think nash has a very good mind for the game he could see where it goes he'll be i think he'll be just fine but i did want to bring up before we ended is stephen a smith i don't know if you saw that interview that he talked about this signing i didn't i didn't yeah so i think it i think it's this is where i'm losing some faith in sports right now because I like to treat I like to keep my politics away from sports, you know, as best as I can. I understand everything that's happening. I feel really bad. I sympathize for everything that's happening. I think whatever all the stuff that's happening out there in the world right now is wrong. I believe that there is racism in the world and it should be fixed, but it's hard to have it fixed. And when you have people like Stephen A come out here and just he said and I quote, it's it's social injustice that it's privilege. It's white privilege that Steve Nash got this job over some other guys. And I'm like, are you kidding Re- me right now? Really? Steve Nash is a Hall of Famer, man. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest point guards like next to John Stockton, bro. How can you say that? Yeah, he says, yeah, it's white privilege that he got this job. Wow. And he went on a rant about it. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, I, I understand that all the things how can are happening you, right that but uh, yeah you, how can you, you say that when 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 like african-american folks are like all these players are african-american and coaches are all these coaches are also african-american how can you say that yeah it's like he's trying to say it, it's weird that he brought that up because it's like he's trying to say that there are no coaches that ever been yeah exactly it's, like, it's not like there are no players in. are african-american on the floor there's no like african-american staff on the nets like what are you talking about man yeah yeah, it's it. It was I. I was so shocked to hear him say that. I listened the first half of it, what he was saying about, it, and he says it's a good signing, things like that. But then he says, "I think it's white privilege," and I was like, "You have got to be joking me, dude! Like that is that is complete." Man, I could go on like a lot about this, but like I don't. I don't want to get into this. I don't want to talk about politics here. No, yeah, yeah. I, I'd like. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to keep my politics away, but I did want to share that with a lot of the fans and you, especially that since you didn't hear about it quite yet. And it's a bit to me. It's a very big story. Like, dude, come on. It's shocking. Does he hear Smith say that? I don't. Man, and it seems as a guy that would bring up like you know social justice. Mm -hmm. I know. I didn't see him as that kind of guy to like freaking flip the tables like that. Yeah, and and he actually really did. Like, if you listen to the interview, it's very like cut that he just went Mm -hmm. from he's a good guy, he's doing a good job. I think he can actually succeed here too. Oh. It's white privilege, and I was like, dude, you come on, man. So, I mean, yeah, we're not going to get onto that. We're not going to get on that too much here. I don't really want to talk about it that much on our podcast. That's not kind of what we're about. Maybe we will later. You have no idea because, obviously, it's election year. Things keep happening. New things keep coming in. But, 
yeah i thought that was something to share i think it's honestly should not be thought of like i understand that yes he's white and yes there were other coaches out there were of, that were of color that were available but he's a great just, person he's a great guy yeah. obviously he works well with all these players there's no i've never heard any sort of problem that he's a bad person or a bad player he's or bad coach or bad teammate. He's just a really good person and he meshes well with players. Like, I'm not surprised that they wanted to team up KD and Steve Nash because Steve Nash played with him or coached him on the Warriors. I mean, it's, it's, that's just, that, how yeah, it. that's like throwing shade to like Steve Kerr, freaking, I don't yeah. know, Jerry West, John Stockton, all those like great, like Caucasian, like guards. I don't get it. Like, what, well, how could you ever bring that up? I don't, I don't understand. I don't like, yeah. there's no way. Shot. It, was, it was a bad move bad decision i don't i don't really i lose a little bit i've lost a pretty good amount of respect to bring that up and say that to Stephen a smith like i i i think i think that was a poor poor statement that he made anyways uh so going back we're gonna wrap up the show here uh is there anything else you would like to bring up anything at all i think we did really good today it was a lot of fun anything you want to bring up uh not really i think we yeah, I think we had a good run, good session today. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, again, everybody, you can follow our Instagram at hothand, one word, underscore podcast. That's hothand, underscore podcast on Instagram. We try to post a lot of things daily, a lot of fun, a lot of interesting, cool stuff. You know, I'm trying to keep up as much as possible. We try to do this once a week, just something fun for us. So thank you all for listening. You know, I'll... We love all of one of you guys. It's a lot of fun. We just come here to talk sports. We just want to make sure, please, that sports keeps going. And uh, again, <laughs> and again, thank you all for listening. And don't forget, if you got the hot hand, keep shooting it. All right, have a good day, everybody.